0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Balance Boss Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Zoller, and today's guest is Natasha Stoneking. Natasha is a lifestyle blogger who has been creating social media content for more than 12 years. She's a wife to Jeff, a mother to two darling little ladies, Caroline and Carson, and she is the lover of all things happy and bright. Her daily life showcases fashion, fitness, food, family, travel, and fun, and she talks about how to bring all of the happy to her audience whenever she can. She loves to share tips and tricks for making the most of her days and always finding the positive in any situation. She's showing up today to talk about how to show up authentically within partnerships on social media and within your business. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Natasha. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to the Balanced Boss Podcast, where we discuss how to live abundantly in all areas of your life. Here is your host and work life balance coach, Lauren Zola. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Lauren. I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm excited to have you. So, we always start the Balanced Boss Podcast with an intention setting, it's kind of our thing here. So I'm going to actually have you set the intention for the show today. So if there's any sort of word or phrase or feeling that you want the listener to feel either when they're finished with the interview or while we're talking, I'm going to have you set that for today.
1: Okay. So I think our word of intention should be joy. That is my word of the year for 2020. And I feel like we all need a little bit more joy after everything that we've all been through. And so, you know, at the end of this, if the reader or the listeners can get some joy out of this, then I think we will have done
0: our job. I think that's beautiful. That's such a good intention. I feel like I've been trying to, that's been my intention every day since COVID hit.
1: (laughs) Find the joy of something in your day. Yes. It makes a big difference in my world as well. So,
0: It definitely does. So tell us a little about you, because I know that your story is interesting. You were in the corporate world before you decided to step into blogging and influencing. So can you tell us a little bit about that transition and how you got to where you are?
1: Yeah. So I did corporate media marketing for a big Fortune 500 consulting firm right out of college and was in that role for five years where I created presentations, planned national conference events, Um, submitted uh, proposals and SOQs for consultants and engineers on big national and international projects. And so um, I was kind of getting to use my creative brain, but just not in the capacity. I had, you know, anticipated kind of thinking about my future. And so I started a blog in April 2008, which sounds like forever ago. So almost, I guess, 12 and a half years ago now. And it was basically my creative outlet, my online journal slash scrapbook. And it was, it was called a day in the life. How how non-creative is that? (laughs) But um, that's what it was. And so, you know, there was no monetization of blogs and social media back then. And it was a way for me to just record things that I had going on in my life and then it's followed me through all of these different chapters of my life um it really kind of picked up once i got engaged and started the whole wedding planning process and then right after we got married we found out we were expecting and so then it went into all things baby and motherhood and parenting and then it followed me through um my world as an online retailer of children's clothing that i ran for five years And then in the fall of 2018, I decided to um, kind of go one way or the other and I closed my children's shop and then I changed to a social media influencer slash blogger for full time. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of had the full gamut of, you know, corporate and e-commerce and I've seen the entire lifespan of what this, you know, role has done. And so it's been really cool to, you know, to be involved in this and kind of change with the times as well. And kind of, um, every, you know, my followers and friends have got to see my life kind of unfold and new chapters and
0: adventures. So that's been really exciting. That's awesome. I, something that I love so much about that story, which I talk about all the time, right? So the balance boss podcast is all people that are living a balanced life, but also are following their dreams. And so much of that, which I love that you just highlighted is your ability to be able to pivot. I mean, look at how many things that you have really been involved in, which is so beautiful. And it's real life, right? Like, I think that there's a lot of, there are a lot of influencers and bloggers out there who don't talk about the pivots and don't talk about the transitions, you know? And so I think that, and I know we're going to, we're going to kind of dive deep into that. Yeah. And something that I love so much about what you say all the time is that you always say that it's real life around here. Yeah.
1: It's, I think that is so important in connecting with your followers and building those long lasting relationships is to show the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, if you're having a bad day, they, people want to see that they want to know that it's not all picture perfect, all filtered, all, you know, just as people might think it may be in the social media world. And so even if I'm having a bad day, I show up and I say, guys, bear with me today. I'm having a hard one. And I feel like that's when I really kind of connect with them and build that rapport because they know that I'm just a normal person, just like them. I'm having a hard day or my kids aren't listening or my husband's driving me crazy or whatever it may be. It's just, you know, trying to juggle everything.
0: Yeah. So this is, this is a question that's kind of off the cuff because I know that, you know, there's so much buzz out there that talks about how you have to show up authentically. And how you really have to show that real side of life. And sometimes that can feel overwhelming for someone that's never done it before. Mm-hmm. So, what tips do you have in regards to confidence if somebody is stepping into that space? I mean, I know I struggle with it. Like, I'm a life coach, mm-hmm. and I still have days that suck, oh, right? Yeah. Like, there are just as, and, you know, being a business coach, like, there are days that my business, Is not thriving. (laughs) But to be able to show up and speak about that is something that I feel is very difficult. So, what kind of tips do you have for someone that may want to start to pull more of that vulnerability and that confidence into being able to step on and feel okay with it?
1: Yeah. Um, I think one, you just have to be true to who you are. At the end of the day, if you're proud about the person that you are and you feel like you're accomplishing something in the world that's good, I feel like you can pat yourself on the back and it's a job well done. I think kind of like what you said about being authentic is just no matter what, being honest with people. You know, there's been times where I've had to walk away from partnerships. One just happened last week where the product didn't mesh with my audience. It wasn't, it, it didn't do what it said it was gonna do. And so I had to get on a conference call with that brand and say, hey, my integrity is worth more than this product. I'm happy to pay for it, but I cannot promote this. And, you know, I think just building that relatability and that credibility with your audience is so important because if you lose it, they're gone and they're gone on to somebody else. And so I think just remaining true to who you are, always being honest, upfront, forthright in your intentions. Um, And people will, they'll know that you're being genuine. They'll know that you're being yourself. And, you know, one thing I try to do is I try to respond to every single DM that people send to me. You know, I have a lot of people that sit there and say, many, many influencers don't do this, or, you know, I appreciate it. And I think that's part of my job that I've signed up for in this world. You know, it's not an eight to five job. It's not a Monday through Friday career. And I knew that getting into it. And so I take that extremely seriously. And I take those friends and followers that, you know, continue to be with me day in and day out. I take that very seriously. And I'm appreciative of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I think that that's part of the disconnect right now with influencers that are out there is that there's not that personal touch yeah. and it's still a business, right? Mm-hmm. Like you are still a businesswoman. You are operating a business and I don't know about you, but the number one thing in business is customer service. Yes, so absolutely. your followers are your customers essentially. So I think yeah. it's, it's beautiful that you do that because there are a lot of influencers that have kind of taken, there's that, that the personal touch is gone. And that's just such probably a why I've never been able to outsource some of those tasks in my
1: job, because I think it would take away the personal approach to that. And then they would know it's not me responding. And I have, I, you know, I think I have a problem with that for just me is where I'm at right now. Um, I think that I can do other things to have other people help me in other areas to where I can focus on that relationship building.
0: I love that so much. So circling back to strategic partnerships, because I know that that's kind of the meat of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of influencers and entrepreneurs that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in knowing because you are so great at setting up strategic partnerships. What, what should, if entrepreneurs are trying to step into that space, yeah. what are some tips that you have for them to start to facilitate some of those relationships? The first and foremost, I think, is
1: you're going to hear no an obscene amount of times. So just be prepared. Because I've been told probably thousands of times before when I've reached out to brands or contacts, but then sometimes they come back and they're like, I remember you reaching out. Or sometimes they say right now is not a good fit for us, but we're going to keep your name You know, if we have potential campaigns that come up. So don't be afraid to ask, because if you don't, you'll never know the answer. Um, another thing I would think is all you know, promise what you're going to do for them, but always over deliver. If a campaign is asking for a blog post that has four high res images, submit six. If they're asking for a story session of four to five slides, give them six to eight. And companies remember that. I have secured you know year long campaigns now with Soma, Nordstrom, Shopbop. Where they keep coming back over and over again because I always over deliver, and they know that I'm going to do it on time, I'm going to do it as asked, I'm going to complete all requirements that they have asked for me in the scope of work, and um, they're going to be happy with the product.
0: Hmm. Love that so much. So, is there in regards to because I know that you have a pretty you have a, a large following on both your blog and on Instagram. Is there a certain? I mean, you know, I, I'm not. I'm just a coach and yeah. I have a semi-decent following, but is there a certain like number of followers that you should have to be able to like, kind of, what's that code of, yeah. uh, of ethics of like, who do I reach out to if I'm under 10,000 followers right. or, you know, like, what is that? Yeah. So, role?
1: And you know, what's funny, I think in this world, the roles have changed a lot because the micro influencer actually has a lot more reach and engagement possibilities than someone that does have over a hundred thousand followers because it's almost like we're blocked by Instagram's algorithms and they kind of want to penalize us for having a good amount of followers. So no matter how small you are, I think you should take a chance. Um, You know, you're probably going to start out with, you know, gifting collaborations and partnerships or a discount code, but the more that you follow up with these and, you know, For instance, I work with J.Crew all the time now, and it's because I genuinely love the brand. I wear it, I purchase it with my own money. And so then they reached out and they knew it was an organic relationship. My followers know that I share with them when J.Crew has a sale. They know I wear it for pictures and photo shoots. So sometimes, you know, they can develop like that. Things that you purchase can just kind of turn into something else. Um, I would just recommend always tagging brands and companies on your Insta stories. And, you know, if you can get to that 10,000 follower, I think that's always helpful because you do have that swipe up option and that converts really well to whether it be your like to know it profile, your blog, or any of your other social media platforms.
0: Hmm. That's very helpful and also reassuring because I think that there are a lot of people that feel like they don't, they're not in that 100K range or 50K range. And you're saying that they can still have, you know, they can still. Set up strategic Absolutely. partnerships
1: you can still it's so funny I know a lot of women in this industry who have a significant um, like a lower following even under fifty thousand and they are making six figure incomes easily. I think it's just being very strategic trying to stand out from everyone else, finding your niche um, and really paying attention to you know your top retailers um, the demographics and audience that you have the cities and landscapes of where they're purchasing from and just knowing your analytics and the back end as best as you can and always updating that is going to give you a you know the best advantage.
0: Mm, I love hearing that. So much of the coaching industry and what I preach too is that same thing. You have to know your niche. You have to know who it is that you're speaking to. So yeah. even seeing it where where you are from an influencer standpoint, that that resonates in yeah. both areas. That's so absolutely amazing. So quick question for you. So do you currently have a team? Like, do you have a full team that, that works for you? My team right now, which I'm so just, um, sad to say is me, myself, and I,
1: um, that's I'm amazing. actually in the process of bringing on somebody that's going to be helping me part-time so that I can work smarter and not harder. Yeah. And I can kind of grow my business to that next level that I want to, but I know I can't do it by myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm being pulled in all these different directions and, no matter what my family comes first and it always will. And so I need to find better balance (laughs) (laughs) as a boss. And so I'm actually bringing someone on to help me with a lot of those tasks.
0: I love it so much. And so I'm just interested in knowing because you are in that space of getting ready to bring someone on Yeah. like what, what were your, because everybody has a different way that they get to what that vision looks like for them. Right? Like when we first start out, we, we, we can see a team, but we don't necessarily know what that team is going to look like until they come on board. Right. So what was your visionary process? Like, when did you know that it was time to, to pull someone on? Like, when was that like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore in order to fulfill <laughs> my vision. I've got to bring somebody else in.
1: I think it's been a lot of this year to be quite honest. My, I have two daughters that are seven and eight and they were homeschooled in the spring due to COVID. And so not only was I the cafeteria lady, the PE teacher, (laughs) the overall teacher, the technology helper, mom, the carpool driver to extracurricular activities, I was still me and then a wife trying to cook dinner and a friend and a daughter. And I just was like, I can't continue to do this. Like I am wearing myself out. I'm exhausted every single day. Um, You know, I kind of... My mom helped me this summer. I had had a summer intern that was home from college. So I did have some options to bring in. But now I've honestly looked at the tasks I hate the most (laughs) and the ones that I don't ever want to do. And those are the ones I'm going to get help. (laughs) That's perfect. That's so perfect. I can focus on the stuff that brings me joy that I get excited about. um, And then I can continue to kind of ramp up and do the other things that I want to pursue.
0: It's, I know that you laugh about that, but I really do think that that's the natural evolution of hiring a team. Yeah. It's, you know, it's You're like waving new... the
1: flag saying, I just can't <laughs> do this anymore.
0: <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I, when I brought my assistant on, I was like, I don't want to freaking do all this admin work anymore. Like, yeah. I can't do it. I need to be the creative genius behind yes. the brand, Your brand and my business. Right. So, and then it's the same thing when I stepped, you know, when sales started to get to, I'm like, I don't want to do sales anymore. I want to bring on sales. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You have paid the price. You've done it all the hard labor. You've been there. You've been in the trenches. So it's, I think that's, you know, lesson learned. You can do other things. And like you said, be more creative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because when you, you are the genius, I mean, the whole reason the brand is built is because of you. So it's like, when you do the things that are outside of your zone of genius, takes you out. Yeah. So it's, you know, and that's which I that's what I love. I love that you were just you had that realization that I can't do this anymore. And I need to get mm-hmm. back to why I started this in the first place, which is a yeah. beautiful place to start a team. So how do you balance work with life? I mean this is kind of this is the whole underbelly of this entire podcast and the reason I started it. Yeah. So I'm interested in knowing like what self-care non-negotiables are are yours that help you balance work with life.
1: Um, So I try to get up every morning before the kids and the husband do just to kind of have meditation time, prayer time, Mm -hmm. time where I can write down my to do list for every day. You know, those top three items that I've got to get knocked out that day Um, and just a little bit of quiet so I can have my coffee in peace before they come downstairs and it's just a tornado before school. Um, so that's something that's really important to me is quiet time. I'm very extroverted and I'm outgoing, but I do seek that, that kind of alone time when I need it. Um, I work out four to five times a week, and it is a huge stress reliever for me. Uh, mind, body, and soul. Obviously, you know, endorphins kick in, and, that you know, the Elwood's quote where it says, happy people don't kill people. It is so true. <laughs> so that helps me <laughs> not to want to, like, hit my husband with the frying pan. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so those are non-negotiables to me. Um, and then, you know, I do try to take care of my skin with, you know, like doing microneedling at home and masks and just a little bit something when the kids go to bed and I can just plop on the bed and put a mask on for, you know, 20 minutes and call it a day. I think that's really important. Because um, I think the more balance you give yourself and you do take time for yourself, I think you're just a better person in general. And
0: I think that helps me to be a better
1: wife and mother and friend and all of those
0: things. Yeah, I love it. Is there anything that you do for, and this is kind of a, a side question, is there anything that you do for time management specifically? Because I know that, I mean, yeah. I just, I can't, I girl, I can't imagine being an influencer and having to post on social media like more than once a day. Because Oh my goodness. Right now.
1: I'm, I'm pretty organized in Taipei, so I think that definitely helps me. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier and knowing your analytics, I know when my engagement is highest on my social media. So that's when I post, um, I shoot for two to three blog posts a week, but I try to always, um, schedule out my days within 30 minute blocks. Hmm. And so that really helps, you know, in the morning after the kids get on the bus, I have 30 minutes of kind of coffee chat via Instagram, cleaning up my inbox on my email, and then kind of, you know, putting a load of laundry in the wash, however mundane, you know, these things, it really does help kind of plan out my day. Um, I always we try to shoot every Thursday with my photographer so that I always know, okay, if I have campaigns coming up, these are what need to be shot on this day for this type of turnaround for draft content to be submitted on time. Um, but then everything else is just kind of fly by the seat of my <laughs> hands. Um, I, I do try to take off when the kids get off the bus about 4 o'clock, from about 4 to 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'm usually out of commission. I'm either taking them to dance, violin, voice, gymnastics, cooking dinner, having family time, going on walks around the neighborhood. That's when we really try to have our family time um, and just kind of decompress for the day. So that always helps.
0: I love it. I love that there's structure and there's also room for play. Yes. You got to have play time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what's next for you, Natasha? Like, what do you have coming up? Where can also in that same question, where can people find you? I know that, you know, you'll give us all your handles and your blog and your website and all that good stuff, but what do you have coming up? So some fun
1: new initiatives I'm working on. I am in the process of developing a product line with a small business that is going to be available for actual retail and wholesale orders. Um, That's going to be coming out in October. And we're thinking tumblers, mouse pads, totes, um, stationery, notepads, anything like that. I am a stationery nerd, love school supplies, and I've worked with this brand for a few years now and they reached out and we've come up with um, different prints and patterns and personalization options and I think it's going to be a really fun kind of extension of my brand um, for holiday and gift giving. Um, So that's one big initiative I'm working on. I am in the finishing process of redesigning my entire brand logo website. That's hopefully going to go live next month, you know, pending any unforeseen technical issues. (laughs) Um, But that's been probably over six months in the making. And I mean, it's completely different. My blog right now, which is hellohappinessblog.com, is just white with light pink and black. I feel like it's very similar to what most people do. And this is not at all that. It's filled with lots of color that people are going to expect from me. Lots of happiness, lots of, you know, just fun things to share with them. Um, So that's coming up. I've got some more fashion collaborations coming for fall and holiday that I'm excited about. So um, I was hoping to do a lot more travel this year, but obviously (laughs) that's gone on the back burner. Um, But I'm hoping to really ramp that up in 2021 because that's been a huge focus for my lifestyle and family. And we want to get back to doing more of that.
0: I love it so much. So where can people follow you if they want to tune in on all of this amazing stuff you have coming up? So you can follow me
1: on my blog at hellohappinessblog.com or you can find me on, um, social media via Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter at Nashville Tash, T-A-S-H, um, Nashville is where I was born and bred and live. And so Nashville is just very dear and near to my heart. So that's how you can find me.
0: Awesome. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure to be able to talk to you. And I know that you gave so much good information on strategic partnerships and really how to step into your life of balance as an influencer. So thank you so much. And hopefully we can have you on again soon. Lauren, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me and good luck to everybody out there.